Happy Friday, everybody! You know me, it's your girl, DJ Mackie B. It's so weird doing it without Sean. I'm Michaela Perkins, and it's not just Friday, it's Flavoring Fridays, brought to you by our friends at OG's. I'm so excited to be the first ever show kicking off our official Flavoring Fridays. All you have to do is go check out OGs. Go head over to zenleafdispensaries.com and make sure to use promo code PHNX at checkout. I'm super jazzed up. This is the best way to start Friday because we've got breaking-ish news. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks have new jerseys. Before we get into it, though, I want to welcome everybody in in the chat. Hello, Charles. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Chris. Hello, Andrew. Elizabeth. What's up, everybody? So glad to see you. I've got lots of questions for you guys today, so make sure you are dropping your answers in the chat so I can include y'all in the show because, you know, it's just me up here now, so I like being able to talk with you guys. Um, I did lie though. Faj is also here. Uh, Father Overlord Jacob. He's always forgetting me. I know. I always do that. I feel so bad. One day it's not going to be me. I know. You know one what? day you're going to be sad. I am going to be sad because Faj, Faj is the best. Um, but you know, it's okay. We're here now, and uh, Faj is a big Diamondbacks fan like I am. So I'm super stoked to talk about these new jerseys. We also got some Phoenix Suns talk because D Book is back we got some cardinals talk because kyler murray is back a lot of great stuff on deck for you guys today but let's go ahead and get started with the biggest news in the valley today because the arizona diamondbacks decided to uh rock our worlds and drop brand new jerseys we've got four of them you guys four new arizona diamondbacks jerseys and i'm not even gonna lie to you I think they're pretty sweet. I'm obsessed with them. Before I show all of them, let's go one by one and break it down. Starting off with our road gray uniforms. Uh, they are all gray with Arizona on the front. They have uh, a red Arizona and then they're outlined, hello English, outlined in teal. Um, also, by the way, this is going to be a little rough for you audio listeners. So if you're listening on audio, go on head over to YouTube if you want to look at these jerseys. It's like um, ASMR, but, but yeah. not really. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just, I'll just, hey. ASMR, New Jersey's. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, sorry. You can't distract me like that. I'm going to go off a tangent. Uh, <laughs> these are their gray uniforms. They're all gray, like I said. Not bad, honestly. Not my favorite out of the four, but pretty sick to start us off. This is the safest one. Yeah, I feel like this is a very safe uniform to wear. It's it's not bad. I'm glad it doesn't have that awful scaly like print on it that the old ones had. I was hoping that they wouldn't do that again. I will say, though, they did bring back the old D snake logo for their hats. And I really like that. How do you feel I, about the piping? I don't hate it, to be it honest. It gives me a very classic vintage yeah. baseball vintage feel, baseball. which is like I kind of dig. Yeah, I like it for sure. I like that they brought the D logo back on the on the hats, uh, the Snake D logo. I really like that logo, so I'm glad that it's back. And then we've got their black alternates, which I think these might be my favorite out of all four. Top five jersey all time. Top five jersey of all time for sure. It's a black jersey with the A logo on the chest. It has outlined in teal. Is the piping teal or is it white? I Correct. Tell. The piping yeah, is the teal. Yeah, the piping's teal. Oh, Oh my God, these are so sick. I think these are definitely the best out of the new four. I love them so much. No notes, I wouldn't change anything, just obsessed. Their hats are black and they match 
the A logo on the hat matches the A logo on the jersey. Just oh, absolutely beautiful. And then we've got their home white uniforms, which honestly, I really also like. It's basically the exact same thing as their black jerseys, but the jersey is white with black piping instead of black with teal piping. And then their hats are red. And so it doesn't say D-backs. It doesn't say D-backs, it says no. It has the A. Yeah, I really, the I a. really dig these. I'm I, a huge fan. Yeah, the, the, once again, the vintage feel with the piping is really nice. Um, Super sick. And, and it's just kind of clean. Like, I think the off-white doesn't make it like I, I really liked how white we talked about this on the yes. actually uh, that I was on on Wednesday yeah the home whites the home white and teal was like it was a good jersey for sure and I think they took that and pushed it further, further. I, I, I like it yeah I like it a lot I like that the black jersey has like the black you know the black jersey and the black hat and then the white is the white jersey with the red hat um I think it's so cool I'm absolutely obsessed with this um and then the red uniform <laughs> Uh, we don't have a picture of it, but that's okay. We'll show you all four of them together so you can see what the red uniform looks like. The red uniform has Diamondbacks spelled out completely <gasps> on the front in black writing <gasps> with teal piping uh, or teal outlined uh, the words and then a teal number on the front. Um, it's the only jersey that has a number on the front out of the new four. And I don't know how I feel about this, you guys. I like that it's not D-backs because obviously we have that stupid nickname of like D-bags. Whatever. I didn't like D-backs. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's not the D-bags. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because I'm dyslexic and I have a hard time reading things, but I can't make out Diamondbacks. Like it just looks like... <laughs> Like all the letters are so smushed together and I can't read it. And I don't know if it's just a me problem because I'm dyslexic, but I can't read it. It's not enough space between the letters. Um, I don't know. Is that just me, Jacob? Uh, yeah, this is definitely my least favorite of the four. Um, I just think they tried to go bold yeah. with this one. Like the other ones, they were like, cool. Like these are these are clean. And then they were like, let's get one alternate that's like... Woo-hoo. Yeah. And this is just like, ooh. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I was talking to Sean, um, Mr. Electric, actually about this this morning. Sean, being the designer that he is, I was like, Yeah. What, you what are your thoughts? He was like, It's really hard to tell. He goes, I really like the white and the the black. Um, and he was like, The gray is safe, but he was like, The red one, I cannot make a judgment until I see it on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if like the pictures are hard to read and it'll be I just I'm not sure how I feel about the Diamondbacks one. I think it's just a mean problem that I'm dyslexic. I can't read it. Um, but I'll be interested to see them in person. I love I think my favorite changes. I, I my favorite jersey is the black one. The black one is just absolutely unreal. Um, the white one is second. The gray is third and the red is last um, out of all of this. I love that they brought the D logo back for the gray jersey. I love that they have the snake head on the uh, sleeve for both the black and white jerseys. Um, I'm interested to see what they look like in person because I think already I'm so obsessed with them. I think the red one is just a little congested for me, but that just might be me. So I'm super stoked about these. I think the Diamondbacks absolutely crushed it. I think they're like elevated. They feel fresh. They feel clean, which is my favorite part. Like I hate jerseys that are just like overwhelming and you're just like, what am I looking at? And I think it's just like elevated. It's clean. It's nice. I love, like you said, the piping and how it has like that old school throwback feel. I'm a huge fan. Let me know how you guys feel about the jerseys in the comments. I think we have a super chat, which is super exciting. Thank you, Andrew, for your super chat. Um, Andrew said, I miss our sand color originally based on tradition of our 2007 Sedona Red era. Can you tell the team to wear Serpientes in playoffs one time? 
I mean, listen, I was never a huge fan of the sand. Um, I understand why people, especially Arizona natives, might be attached to it. I do love that they had like the Sedona red and the Sonoran sand um, and like the concept behind like incorporating Arizona's like geography into their colors. But for me, the sand was just kind of bland. And um, I know that it wasn't a primary color. They didn't make it a primary color until they introduced the Serpientes jersey. But uh, it just was boring to me. Like there are so many teams in professional sports that are red, black and tan or, you know, red, black, white, whatever. And it just it didn't have any pop to me. So I'm excited that the teal is now like their like tertiary color and that they're incorporating teal more because obviously I'm so emotionally attached to the purple and teal. But since we can't have purple and teal, I feel like red and teal is a nice little like second like consulary prize. Um, so I love the teal. I'm not sad to see the sand go. I thought it was a little boring for me. I will say, though, the Serpientes jerseys are one of my absolute favorite jerseys out of that entire collection that Nike did with the team's last season. Two, two, last two and a half, two seasons? I don't know. No, this is the third, the upcoming season is the third, third okay. season, and yeah. it'll be the final season. Right? The final so. season, yeah, with the Serpientes jerseys. I, I'm a huge fan of those. I think they're awesome. I think they're a great alternate jersey. Um, as far as wearing them in the playoffs, I don't know about that. Um, I'm kind of superstitious, and there's not really any... <laughs> connection to the Serpientes jerseys in the playoffs, but um, I'm not sad to see the tan go. That's for sure. I am curious, though, as to where you guys think these new jerseys stack up amongst other new-ish jerseys for other teams in the Valley. As a quick reminder, we've got new-ish uniforms for everyone. Um, obviously, the newest uniforms package uh, came for the Cardinals. They have three brand new uniforms this season. They have a white, a red, and a black. We've all seen them. We've seen them in action on the field, on our players. We've seen Kyler Murray play in them now. And then we also have the newest City Edition jersey for the Suns, the El Valle jerseys, which we've also seen in action so far this season. Super awesome concept. Um, like I said, this is just a City Edition jersey, so not a permanent jersey, but the newest one for the Suns. And then we also have have the Coyotes all red jersey in collaboration with um, that streetwear company. Oh, why am I blanking on their name? It'll come to me in a second. Um, it's not modern rock stars, is it? I, I don't know why I'm blanking on it. I'll Google it. Um, we have these jerseys for the Coyotes that are the newest ones for the Coyotes. They obviously switched the Kachina, and I didn't want to put the Kachina in the conversation because obviously the Kachina jersey is like the best jersey in sports and will forever and always like be number one. So I decided to go with these because they're the newest ones for the Coyotes. And so question for you, everyone in the chat, how do these jerseys stack up? Rank them one through four of your favorite to least favorite. I'm going to do it right now, but you all better not cancel me based off my opinions because I think I'm going to have some hot takes. I am so scared to say this. I think the Coyotes jerseys are my favorite out of all four of those. I know that's crazy. I know people are going to get mad at me, but for whatever reason, like the street wear combo with hockey, like I never thought it would work so well, but it does. And I love the color. I love the simplicity. I love the trim. I love just everything about those jerseys. I love that it says Arizona on the front. Like I just, I love them so much. Like, please don't cancel me. They're my favorite, but Coyotes for me, number one, I think El Valle is probably number two. There, you just like you can't go wrong with like a purple jersey with like a bunch of cool stuff on it. Like, <laughs> like purple is obviously one of my favorite colors. So I think El Valle and the concept behind it and like the meaning behind the jerseys and the traditions that it has 
for our city. I think it was awesome. The video that they did for that jersey, the release video was so sick. Um, and then like as a package, we're, remember we're doing these all together. I think Diamondbacks is third. If I had to pick just one of those jerseys out of the new four, like the black Diamondbacks jersey would be like number one overall, I think, because it's so, so, so cool. But as a package, so, it's so good. Yeah. I'm ranking Diamondbacks third and then sorry, Cardinals, you're going last, which I feel like is going to be kind of uh a common theme in the chat when you guys are ranking your jerseys, but I'll be interested to see what you guys think. I know that you're going to get mad at me for <laughs> ranking the Coyotes first, but I think it's so, I'm just like so obsessed with that jersey. Like, I don't know why it's just a personal thing, but um, out of all of those though, Diamondbacks wise, the black one is definitely my favorite and the best. And I would, if I had to just like rank one individually, I would put the Diamondbacks black one first, but I'm interested to hear your takes. Elizabeth saying Suns one, D-backs two, Coyotes three, Cards four. Okay. All I right. Think that's probably what I would do. That's too. what you're I think going to. I think it's El Valle, D-backs, uh, Yotes cards. That's probably, that's exactly okay. I think the order I'd put that in. Okay. That's fair. Daniel saying Suns 1, D-backs 2, Yotes 3, Cards 4. It's the same thing as Elizabeth. Honestly, I figured that was going to be the reaction because the Elvira jerseys are so cool. But I'm just a weirdo. Like, I just love the Coyotes jersey so much. It's so cool. Um, so I'm interested to see what the rest of you say. Don't come for me. Hey, Charles saying Mac is correct. It took some time for the Yotes Desert Night jersey to grow on me, but I love them. Yes, they're so, so cool, you guys. Uh, definitely one of the best... I think the Coyotes have the best jersey in the NHL. I don't think that's a hot take, right? Well, the Kachinas for sure. Yeah. But you put this in this context of a conversation, you put all these jerseys up against just the Desert Knight jersey. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like now, just like speaking in general, I think the Coyotes like beat every team Correct. in the NHL for Correct. jerseys. I also really liked their orange uh, one that they did last season, too. I thought that was sick as well. So I think the Coyotes have the best jerseys in the NHL, period. Uh, Charles saying, Yotes one, Suns two, D-backs three, cards four. Let's go, Charles. He agrees with me. You love to see it. Um, either way, though, I'm just super stoked for the Diamondbacks to have new jerseys. It was time. I really wasn't a fan of their like jerseys that they had the last couple seasons. I was happy that they got rid of like that weird diamond back diamond pattern that they had on the jerseys and kind of just made it a little bit more simple but these are even better than the ones that they had last season they're just so elevated and i think it's a perfect time to do this after a world series run everyone is so hyped about the team let's make sure the team feels hyped about themselves and feels good in their sick new jerseys so super excited that they came out with them um, and I'm looking forward to watching them play in them next season, fresh off of a World Series run. Super exciting time for the Diamondbacks organization as a whole. They are currently in the free agency period and not much has happened yet, but that's okay because I have faith that good old Kenny Ken Kendricks is going to open up the money bag, the checkbook, um, and he's going to let his team compete and let Mike Hazen do what he needs to do to make this team a World Series contender. Call me crazy, but I'm not worried about that. I think uh, they're going to do what they need to do to fix some of the holes that they have in their roster. Connor in the comments saying, as a Red Wings fan, <laughs> he leans Blackhawks as best jerseys and he hates the Blackhawks. Meh. Meh. I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> um, anyways, super excited for the Diamondbacks. Glad they got new uniforms. They're so beautiful. In fact, I might have to look at their uniforms with some shady rays on because the beauty is blinding. It is so gorgeous. And the shady rays, they got me hooked up because they build sunglasses that are built to last. They are premium Polaroid polarized shades. <laughs> they are an independent sunglasses company that is world class. They are just as good as any 
stunning expensive sunglasses they've got durable frames extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked they have your back long after your purchase i've been a fan of shady rays for forever you guys all know this story i brought my brother a pair of shady rays when he was becoming an airline pilot because he had to have polaroid sunglasses and so i bought him some shady rays so big fan of shady rays um and if you don't love them you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days but i guarantee you're gonna love them there's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of Polaroids. <laughs> Polaroids. I don't know why I struggle polarized. so bad. Polarized. Polarized sunglasses. Polarized. Try yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I have always struggled with that word. Polarized. Polarized. It's better that you struggle that with, with that word than you like than what Jason Demers does during did during Shady Rays read. But we'll <laughs> we'll talk about that offline. I can't say offline. it. I can't say it. I don't know why. Um, and if you are in the sports merchandise buying mood because the Diamond Match just came out with new jerseys and you're feeling like you want to go buy some jerseys. Foco has you hooked up because they are the leading manufacturer of manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got product lines that include apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. They have officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's just the end of baseball season, like I was saying. So you can go and grab some Diamondback stuff over at Foco. We got a ton of great stuff for you guys. Boko always has our back for Arizona sports and they have yours too. get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com. That's F O C O.com and use code P H N X for all non presale items. Use the promo code P H N X for 10% off. <sighs> Alrighty. No more hard words. please. <laughs> I swear I'm not like, I'm not dumb. It's just hard for me. Like, I don't know why that word is so hard. It doesn't make sense to me in my brain, but whatever. It's fine. We're moving on. Polaroid. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> A Polaroid camera. Yes. Yeah. Polarized, polarized sunglasses. <laughs> moving on to something that's not hard to understand. Devin Booker is freaking good at basketball, you guys. That is the easiest thing in the world to comprehend. And my God, he's back. He's finally back. We saw him back make his return on Wednesday against the Timberwolves. Wednesday was a little bit of an interesting day. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know how we were so all led astray. We were lied to. I feel lied to. I wanted to put Shams on a throne and yell at him, you sit on a throne of lies! Because everyone and their mom thought that the big three was going to be debuting on Wednesday and we were going to watch Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant all play basketball together. And it did not happen. Um, like a couple hours before the game started, Bradley Beal was ruled out. Uh, he was downgraded from probable. Crushed all of our hopes and dreams. <laughs> and made me want to cry because I was so excited to watch Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant all play basketball together. And it just got like taken away from me at the last minute and my hopes and dreams were crushed and it felt like all of the air probably was like sucked out a footprint center because we were all stoked and then we just had our hopes and dreams dreams crushed so going into that game 
it was all excitement for nothing. And obviously, the Timberwolves were one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They had won seven straight games, and they have the NBA's top-ranked defense. Um, and then coming into that game, the Suns had lost five of their last seven. It just felt like doomsday. <laughs> An early doomsday, because it's early in the season, so you know it's not time to panic or anything, but... Going into that matchup, knowing that you weren't going to watch the big three debut and the Timberwolves were coming in there on fire and the Suns have just struggled at the beginning of the season. It wasn't feeling like it was going to be a great game, but fortunately for us, that was not the case. Uh, The Suns spanked the Timberwolves (laughs) and it was really great to watch. Here are the game stats summarizing the absolute spanking that the Suns delivered to the T-Wolves. The shot, the Suns, Suns shot, <laughs> the shots, Sun shot. <laughs> the Suns shot. Day, Mac. Fifty-four percent from three compared to the abysmal eighteen percent from three from the Timberwolves. God, that's terrible. I probably could have outshot the Timberwolves from three. Holy shit, that is not great. Um, speaking of not great, also the Suns shot sixty percent from the field compared to the very sad forty-five percent from the field for the Timberwolves. The Suns, by golly, by God, managed to have less turnovers than another team in a game. Who would have thought that would have been possible because they were averaging about 17 turnovers per game heading into this game against the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. What is wrong with me? Am I okay? Um, And yeah, the ball was moving around a lot because the Suns had 41 assists compared to the Timberwolves. Very sad, 18 Obviously, this was a dominating performance from the Suns, which you always love to see, especially against a team that was looking pretty good, except for the poor <laughs> poor player that got put in a headlock, thanks to Draymond Green. But hey, never, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> the Suns looked really, really good. This was like the first game where, even though we were missing Bradley Beal, I kind of like was able to breathe and was like, okay, whew going to be okay like as long as we have Devin Booker it doesn't matter because the Suns finally looked cohesive they looked like they were a comprehensive team that knew what they were doing which to be honest was the first game I felt that way all season they have really struggled at the beginning of the season like you would have some individual performances every now and then from a player during a game where you're like wow that was pretty good but like they just did not look like a team they looked terrible to start the year and even though we were missing Bradley Beal and there's definitely some improvements that still remain to be had um it just it looked like they were a team which was so great they didn't implode in the fourth quarter which miracle I don't know who I have to thank for that because after the third quarter the past like a month of Suns games I just turned the game off because I knew how it was gonna end the Suns were gonna blow it if they had a lead they were gonna lose so They didn't blow it in the fourth quarter, by golly, um, which is great to see because we all knew what was going to happen in the fourth quarter. We thought what was going to do in the... We knew Everybody took happen. a collective breath yeah. at the start of the fourth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Dead offensive saying I almost needed to be put on suicide watch the way the fourth quarter started again. Yeah, it did start. The fourth quarter did start pretty bad, but they thankfully finished strong. I don't know. Like, it was... It was terrible watching the Suns play basketball the fourth quarter. Like, I'm not kidding. I genuinely turned the game off after the third quarter watching Suns games because I knew what was going to happen. So it was great to finally see them not blow it in the fourth quarter, even though it definitely got off to a rocky start. And uh, Devin Booker. Oh, 
Leave it to the face of the franchise to remind everybody that this is Devin Booker's team. He was basically running the show out there all night. Um, We can take a look at his stats. In his first game back in two weeks, Devin Booker racked up 31 points, five assists in just 26 minutes, shooting 12 of 22, which is my birthday, by the way. So I think that's an omen that Devin Booker decided to shoot 12 of 22, which basically equates to 54% from the field. Um, He also racked up four rebounds. It was definitely an impressive display uh, from this guy from his first game back in two weeks. Not a double-double, not a triple-double. Maybe not necessarily the full Devin Booker that you would expect to see because normally he definitely can put up a little bit more on the rebound and the assist front. But all in all, you can't really complain. So far in the three games that Devin Booker has played in this season, because he has only played in three, Devin Booker is averaging 31 points, eight assists, six rebounds, and uh, he's shooting 56% overall, 45% from three. I know it's a small sample size. It's only three games, but watching Devin Booker come back and play in that Suns game just reminds you that this is Devin Booker's team. Like Kevin Durant, bless his heart, has done everything that he can to help this team be competitive and stay in it. And he, by the way, Kevin Durant is um, averaging the most, the second most minutes in his career ever. And he's 35 years old. So not necessarily great that he is playing the second most amount of minutes that he's ever played in his career to start the season, because I don't think that was necessarily the plan (laughs) heading into the season. Um, And he's done everything he can. He has, he's done everything he can to keep this team competitive while they're missing Booker and Beal. But it was just like, I could take a sigh of relief after that game because I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was panicking a little bit before that game. I was like, the Suns might be terrible for a while. And that's not fun after everything that we went through in the offseason. Everything we went through since we actually traded for Kevin Durant, to be honest. So it was nice to finally feel like a sense of relief and that everything was going to be okay. As long as we've got Devin Booker, I'm not worried. Um, And that was a nice reminder of it. You obviously saw what he can do. Even though he only had five assists, you could still tell that he was contributing because the gravity of his playmaking abilities, he just opened things up for his teammates. Um, And especially when Kevin Durant was doing the same thing, same thing, like Kevin Durant is a really great playmaker. We all know this, Um, his ability to open the floor, to make plays. It just is a reminder that it's it's gonna be okay, guys. We just gotta hang in here a little bit longer. Um, Connor in the comments saying Katie's efficiency was even better. Yeah, Kevin Durant was great that game too. And it was just, like I said, it's going to be okay. We don't need to panic. I know the season has gotten off to a little bit of a rough start, but I don't think we're at the panic point yet. Um, I saw a lot of people on the internet saying some not nice things about Bradley Beal. I know, listen, you guys, I know we're frustrated that we made some big moves to get Bradley Beal here, but I don't want to dog on him yet. Um, We know what happens when people are rushed to return from injury too soon it only makes things worse. So if Bradley Beal needs to wait to come back until he's 100%, I'm all for that. We should all be all for that. I know it's frustrating not seeing him play yet. And we're all just like have all these question marks of like, what is this team really going to be? We don't really know because we haven't seen this team go at full capacity yet. I get it. But let's not punt on Bradley Beal yet. (laughs) I think that's a little overdramatic. It's a little too soon. Let's give him some time. Let's let him come back to be 100% and let's see what he can really do. So everyone just calm down a little bit on the Bradley Beal front. But in the meantime, we really can't complain because we get to watch Kevin Durant 
and Devin Booker play together. And I love their relationship. I think they're so funny together. And uh, this is a little reminder of their relationship because Kevin Durant was not the only one that was excited that Devin Booker is back. Incredible. I mean, that's what I expect, though, out of him every time he touched the floor. You know, um, I maybe was expecting a little bit of, like, wind in his lungs, you know, early on, but he looked great. Was The pop was there, just playing with pace, and that's what we need. It's good to have our point guard back. The <laughs> <laughs> little smirk. It's good to have our point guard back. Literally preach it, Kevin Durant. Obviously, this is Devin Booker's first season in this new era of the Suns playing the point guard position because the Suns don't really have a true point guard. Devin Booker has always been a shooting guard. Um, and so he was making a little funny there, which obviously Devin Booker thought was funny too because he was laughing. But it is good to have our point guard back. And I'm like, Devin Booker playing point guard? Like, okay. Like, he looked great out there. He was doing what a point guard should do, um, which, I mean, I guess it doesn't... I, I'm not surprised. Like, it's Devin Booker. If you can put him out there and he can do whatever you need him to do. So uh, it's great to have our point guard back, just like Katie said. And I'm excited to continue to watch them build this chemistry. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens when Bradley Beal is added into the mix, even if we have to wait a little bit longer to see it happen, as long as he's healthy when he comes back and he's ready to go. That's all that really matters. So it's just, it's nice that we have Book back. Everyone take a sigh of relief. It's going to be okay. The Suns are going to be fine. <sighs> I feel like that was therapeutic for me. I needed that. Uh, if, if you want to watch this happen, though, and you want to see the Suns in action for yourself, like get your eyes on it, like you need to see it to believe it, head on over to Game Time and check out the Game Time app. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason because they have the best, lowest priced tickets on the market. They are perfect for you procrastinators out there that wait to get tickets until the last minute. You can go on Game Time and know that you're getting a good deal. They will always hook you up. I love getting my tickets from game time. It is fast. It is efficient. The user interface is so friendly. They make it easy to pick out the best deals. And our game time game of the week is the Trailblazers at the Suns coming up next week. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it is an in-season tournament game. And it is also the first time that a certain center will be back in the Valley since getting traded to this team. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see what happens and you can get to this game for as little as $35 a ticket. Holy shnikes, go grab your tickets for this game right now. It is going to be interesting to see. It is on Tuesday the 21st with a 7 o'clock tip. And like I said, it'll be the first time that we see a certain Mr. Somebody back at Footprint Center, but he will be wearing a different jersey. I believe it'll be a in-season tournament game. Yeah, it is yeah. an in-season tournament game. So. You guys, like, are you kidding? $35 to see this drama unfold? Like, go get your tickets. Go to the Game Time right now. Download the Game Time app. Use promo code PHNX after you create an account for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And as you all know, today is Flavoring Fridays presented by our friends at OG. <laughs> And OGs have the best scratch-made THC gummies in the Valley because they're made right here in the Valley. They are delicious. They are so good. The Happy Balance Strawberries and Cream, my absolute favorite. Orange Creamsicle Sativa, close second. But you really can't go wrong. They've got fruits flavors. they got cream flavors. They're all delicious. And thankfully, our buds at OGs... 
are back with an exclusive deal for PHNX listeners. They've made it super easy for you guys to score on these savings. You can get 25% off any OG's products at your neighborhood Zenleaf location from now until November 30th. This deal is running out. When you place an online order and use our code, just head to www.zenleafdispensaries.com, find your closest location, order your favorite OG's gummies for pickup, and enter discount code PHNX at checkout. This deal is exclusively for our PHNX listeners, and as a reminder, it is available only for the online slash pickup order option. The discount code is PHNX, and it is active until... November 30th. Shout out OGs. This is great. I'm so glad I get to be the first person kicking off uh, Flavoring Fridays. Firegut Fire asking Mac, what's in the cup? It is my favorite holiday Starbucks drink. It is the oat milk. No free ads. What? No free ads. Oh. Just kidding. You can go. <laughs> Just, just being Max. It's for a holiday second. season, and Starbucks is my. I drink a Starbucks. We don't today. have a coffee sponsor. Starbucks, wink, wink. Yeah, we don't have a coffee sponsor, so Starbucks come through. Um, it is the gingerbread oat milk chai latte. It is delicious, so good. Um, I can only drink oat milk, and the fact that they came out with a specialty oat milk drink, mwah, I love it. It is delicious. So grab, go grab one. Um, all right, let's talk about some Arizona Cardinals, shall we? Because uh, Kyler Murray is back. Finally! Oh my god. Um, this is my first show after Kyler Murray actually took a snap and played some football. And just look at this, you guys. Like, look at Kyler Murray in the new Cardinals uniform on the field. Like, it is so exciting to see it. Oh! Also, shout out to Danielle, by the way. She is our producer slash photographer extraordinaire, and she took these amazing photos of Kyler. Like, I could cry looking at that. Like, Kyler suited up on the field ready to go i'm just so happy like i feel like we've been suffering for so long and we've got booker back we've got kyler back like it's just like i could cry tears of happiness and um sunday was exactly what i wanted to see out of kyler murray it was his first game back after his 11th month recovery from his torn acl as we all know and he did not disappoint kyler murray put up some good stats let's take a look he completed 59%. He racked up 200, almost 250 yards. He rushed for one touchdown and finished with a QBR of 71. I am just so stoked to see Kyler Murray back on the field. And he did not disappoint. Like I said, he was out there doing what he needed to do to help lead his team to a win. He rushed into the end zone for himself. He was throwing the ball. He was slinging that thing all over the field. It definitely should it was the performance that should have shut up any doubters um of what kyler murray was going to be like when he came back because he was super efficient and all i can say is wow and you know who else <laughs> agrees with me head coach jonathan gannon yeah wow <laughs> wow I mean, what else can you say? What else could you want out of Kyler Murray's first game back from an ACL tear? Um, Jonathan Gannon, by the way, is just a character. Like, he is so monotone, but he's so nice. But he just is just, like, so even-keeled constantly. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him, like, get excited about anything or, like, smile really big or, like, yell. Like, he's just so even-toned um, all the time. But, wow. I mean, he summed it up perfectly. Wow. It was as good of a start as you could ask from your QB who just came back from a basic knee reconstruction. 
obviously there were a little bit of rust. We had a false start delay game. There was that big miss pass down to Hollywood Brown. But aside from the rust that I think is kind of fair for someone who was out for 11 months because of his knee, who probably had some first game jitters back playing for his home at, at his home stadium for the home team um, and like had to learn an entirely new offense, which we're going to talk about in a minute because we need to talk about Drew Petzing's offense. Um, but he had to learn an entirely new offense, which is leaps and bounds more advanced and better than the one that he was operating in for the past four seasons. There was going to be a little bit of hiccups and we saw the hiccups and I'm not mad about it. I'm not worried about it. I don't think there's any concern. After the game, Kyler said he was feeling really good. He spoke to the media on Wednesday, said the same thing, like he was a little sore, but I feel like being sore is fair. I feel like every football player is sore uh, <laughs> in season. So we got exactly what we wanted. And then some, I think, for Cardinals fans, he answered all of our questions in that game. I don't think he left anything to doubt. A big topic that was entering Sunday was, um, you know, Murray's effectiveness in running the offense from under center. Um, especially given the fact that Drew Petzing has the offensive coordinator title now, and this was his scheme. But like all good coaches, Petzing didn't go into the matchup with like that one size fits all mentality that we've seen. <laughs> Looking at you, Cliff Kingsbury, um, and it was all Screen about pass. <laughs> it was all about utilizing his quarterback skill set, and he really did just that. Um, Murray was operating mainly out of shotgun formations for the entire game, but um, he did take a handful of plays under center. But I think, you know, again, playing to Kyler Murray's skill set, like that's what you saw. Um, Kyler Murray is so dynamic. He obviously had that one play that the Cardinals ended up posting a video of from like a bird's eye view that he escapes like two tackles and was running out of the pocket and then, then rushed for like 15, 20 yards. Like it was awesome to see, which I know that I talked about this last week. I had a knee injury, like my knee got blown out. I had to do reconstruction surgery, whatever. Um, those like hard cuts and those sharp turns and like the change of like the sudden change of direction so hard on your knee and i cringed watching him do that i was like oh my god oh my god don't blow your knee out again because it's like that that, those movements are the worst for your knee um and he executed them beautifully and i know that's just like a small thing but because i have a knee surgery too i kind of was watching for that um and that's obviously hard to recover from but he handled all that beautifully and I was interested to see um, what Drew Petzing was going to do with Kyler Murray. And I know that he had um, a little bit of ups and a little bit of downs to start the season. And there were some people that were concerned about Drew Petzing's ability as an offensive coordinator. This is his first season as offensive coordinator. He was obviously a quarterback's coach for the Browns before this. But I think it was hard to really get a picture of what he was going to be able to do when he was working with backup quarterbacks, like career backup quarterbacks, and also... Uh, a quarterback that really had never played in big game scenarios before. So I think that kind of answered my questions about Drew Petzing. I hope everyone else kind of feels the same. But if you are still questioning about any of the ability of what Drew Petzing can do, I want to bring up something that I found on the internet that I thought was really interesting. Shout out to Blake Allen Murphy, by the way, because he tweeted this. Um, this is a comparison between the routes that were run by Trey McBride on Sunday. So these are the beautiful Trey McBride routes, which, by the way, we will talk about Trey McBride's record in a second. Um, all over the field, left side, right side, just dynamic plays. He's 
just getting downfield. He's running all over the place. Like, this is what you want to see, right? Okay, let's compare this to Cliff Kingsbury offense when he had arguably one of the best receivers in the NFL um, and he was in charge of him. So this is what Cliff Kingsbury uh, <laughs> managed to put together for one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, one side of the field, not getting downfield, very just same position all the time. Nothing new, nothing innovative, nothing interesting. And I know you're like, Michaela, like, why does this matter? Like, one of them is a tight end. One of them is a wide receiver. One of them was uh, a tight end that was second on the depth chart, and now he's first on the depth chart. Like, this is maybe not in the most accurate representation of the difference. And I think uh, to that, I say, actually, it is. Because just like, the, like you can see it, Clear as day, the difference of the play calling of offensive weapons, like the utilization of a tight end and the way that Drew Petzing has been able to incorporate Trey McBride into this offense. So good. And you saw it because Trey McBride on Sunday became the first Cardinals tight end since 1989 to have over 100 receiving yards in a game. I wasn't even alive <laughs> when that happened. I don't know. I can't do math that fast off the top of my head, but um, that was many years before I was born. After the game, Trey McBride said the same thing. He said that was 10 years before he was born, the last time a Cardinals tight end had 100 receiving yards in a game. Um, and that's just kind of crazy. And I know that a lot of people weren't sure what to expect from Trey McBride because obviously we had Zach Ertz on the roster and Zach Ertz is an all-time, probably a Hall of Famer tight end. Um, but I've always been a Trey McBride stan. He went to Colorado State. He was the best tight end um, in college football the year that he uh, graduated. I knew that Trey McBride was going to be awesome. I'm so glad people are getting to see that now. Aside from that, like just having a dynamic play caller and someone that like actually cares about their, I'm just going to like, this is going to be a throw Cliff Kingsbury under the bus segment. So I hope you all are ready. Um, having someone that like actually like shows up, wants to innovate his offense, like wants to try something new, like isn't afraid to get the ball downfield Thank God, because if I saw one more dink and dump pass off like a one yard, two yard like gain, I was going to cry. Um, just having someone that is innovative and willing to try new things and doesn't have a one size fits all plan and can work to the strength of the abilities of the players that he is utilizing and is just like innovative, 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 innovative. That is all I can say because Cliff Kingsbury just did not innovate. He did not care. He had the same plays, the same plan every single week. I forget who it was. Was it Patrick Peterson? There was a player last year that said, we know what we're to expect when we play the Cardinals because they run the same plays every single time we play them. Like, it was hard to watch. It was very, very hard to watch. <laughs> That's embarrassing to have a, an opposing player of another team say we know what to expect when we play the Cardinals because they run the same plays every time. And, of course, if it was Patrick Peterson, like, we know the history there. But still, like, come on. You're getting paid to be a head coach of an NFL team and you can't come up with anything more innovative or utilize the best drafted quarterback that we've probably ever had better than what you did. And so... You know what? I'm just happy <laughs> they're finally throwing the ball down the field. Like, I could care less about anything else as long as the ball is moving down the field in a forward motion <laughs> with big gains at a time. I love it. I love it. I love to see it. And I'm not used to seeing it because we had the biggest dingus in the NFL head, <laughs> the head coach of our team for the last four seasons. And I think this is just the start. Like, I know it's hard to look at the Cardinals' record and 
be excited about this team. I get it. But there are things to be excited about. Kyler is back. He has weapons to throw to. He has Hollywood. He has Trey McBride. He has Greg Dorch. He has James Conner back now. Um, they just signed another running back who is a dual threat. I, like, there are things to get excited about. And, um, you know, the defense has looked pretty good. Buda Baker is back and doing what Buda Baker does best. I think the sky's the limit for this team. I think the coaching staff, I was very skeptical at first, but from what I've seen so far with Jonathan Gannon as head coach and the offensive, the defensive coordinators, I'm not mad about it. I'm not. I'm not bad about it. I think, you know, there's inevitably going to be some hiccups every now and then when you have a brand new coaching staff, a quarterback coming back from injury, basically a brand new roster as well. But I think the Cardinals, I really do think the sky is the limit for them. And I think now they're on the right track. Like before they were off the rails. <laughs> they were so far off the rails, but now we got them back on the rails. So I'm really excited to see what this Cardinal team can do. And I think that on Sunday, we saw the beginning of what this team is capable of. And it is a good foundation for them to build on. And I think that they will and they can build on top of that um title offensive saying kingsbury needed to spend more time coaching and less time decorating his lair facts his house was decorated so weird um it was interesting to see ryan saying our record may suck but the team passes the eye test yeah you guys like i really think that this is the beginning of something that is really really great for the arizona cardinals um and kyler agrees with me kyler was asked after the game how he was feeling and this is what kyler had to say I'm pretty comfortable with it. I will say, you know, being a different offense for the past four years, it was um, it was new. It was definitely new. A lot of the, you know terminology and stuff like that, being out there, seeing a certain coverage, and you know, thinking back to like old uh, you know old habits or uh, things that we would do. Um, but at the same time, being in the moment and not you know, you know not being able to go to what I would normally go to, having to stay with what we're doing now, um, there's definitely some old habits that want to you know creep back in when you're out there. But um, no, it's 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 good, you know, breaking those habits, um, trusting the process, and, and you know what Drew's what Drew's coaching teaching, uh, it's been great. Um, but no, as far as the training, no, I feel I, I don't feel like. Uh, you know, those reps, like last year, I missed a lot of reps. I, I felt a little different. This year, I feel pretty good. This year, I feel pretty good. I also love the subtle shade. Like, I had to break some bad habits, some old habits from last year. Um, yeah, like, Kyler Murray just sum summarized it so beautifully there. And I'm just, like, I'm so stoked to see him back. Um, someone in the comments, where was it? Uh, scroll up a little bit. Agent 47 saying, we had a 7-0 and run with Cliff. That shows how damn good Kyler is. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out because it is so true. Like it wasn't Cliff that had that seven and zero run. It was Kyler that had that seven and zero run. Um, Jan Paul Edward Dadio saying culture is much better and that will lead to more wins. I agree. I think the culture of this team is so much better. There's so much more accountability. There's so much more transparency. I think the I can tell that the players are having a way better time than they did the last four seasons, even though they have a losing record. Like I'm so confident in this coaching staff. I think the, the culture is so much better and I a thousand percent agree with you. Connor Stallion saying trust the process. Absolutely. You got to stick with it. Ryan uh, saying, I love seeing K-1 get the support. I'm still annoyed by the study clause. I agree. Who needs four hours to study and analyze the same seven, eight plays he ran for the last six to eight years? Thank you. That is a great point. Why would he need to study film when he's running the same freaking plays? Seven, eight plays. Like, hello. There's always so much film at the same fucking thing. Sorry. 
<laughs> that you can watch over and over again before it's like, okay, uh, I've seen it off. <laughs> um, but he also said, I love saying KO and smile. I do too. There is this like weird vitriol in the internet of like a weird group of Cardinals fans that absolutely just shit on Kyler any chance that they get. And the things that they say about him, you would think that Kyler murdered their firstborn child. Like it is personal and it is bizarre to me. Like why? I don't think Kyler has done anything anything to deserve that vitriol like of course we had that weird instagram scandal where he deleted all the pictures of the cardinals off his instagram and the study clause and the call of duty whatever like but those are things that i think are more signs of like a kid that is learning how to be a leader because hello kyler murray is under the age of 25 in case any of you were wondering um, and like the bumps of like becoming an adult than it is like concerns over him as like a football player and the weird vitriol around Kyler and the people that think he shouldn't be QB1, I will never understand. Like you all need to go outside and touch some grass before you like chirp at our quarterback on the internet. And like, it's just weird. Like I, I can't understand the weird vitriol surrounding Kyler Murray. And I wish, you know, whoever, if it's Cardinals fans or just like NFL fans or whatever, like we need to stop. We need to stop and we need to let Kyler be a quarterback and until something like actually happens where like he's doing something that causes that type of vitriol like it's just it needs to stop it's so weird to me and um his teammates have had his back this whole time like if i don't think i've ever seen anyone besides ex-teammates which it's ex-teammates like there's gonna be some bad blood there say some mildly concerning things um this is what buddha baker had to say about playing with kyler murray again no, I mean, he's the same cool, calm, collective guy as he's always been, um, you know, even when he wasn't, uh, you know, playing and he was on the field, he was still on the field, he was still the same exact Kyler, so nothing's really changed with him, um, you know, I think he's only going to continue to get better because, of course, that was his first game and um, under this staff, under this, you know, offense, so he's only going to get better, I feel like the team's only going to get better and, you know, we're just going to take it day by day, continue to work. And then, uh, you know, come come Sunday, see what we got. You'll love to hear it. Like, that's the heart and soul of the team right there. Buda Baker is the heart and the soul of the Arizona Cardinals. And um, obviously, a lot of like what he said is just generic, like, athletes speak for when you're playing with a teammate. But... Um, I think, like I said, the Cardinals are on the right track. They were completely off the rails and we got them back on the track. Um, and the culture is better. The vibes around the team are better. Like, it's just what we needed to see. And I hope that all of you are feeling good about the Arizona Cardinals. Um, we've got a big game on Sunday. The Cardinals are taking on the Houston Texans and they opened that game as five and a half point underdogs. Um, the Cardinals are on the road and they have lost eight straight road games. Um, so not a lot of confidence in the OA team, obviously, when you look at the fact that they lost eight straight road games. Obviously, the Texans are uh, good, <laughs> which is wild because who would have thought that the Texans could turn it around that quick? Um, we're obviously heading into week 11 of the of the season and the Cardinals are in the playoff spot right now. Um, they have a rookie quarterback who I think has put himself in a conversation for NFL MVP, to be quite honest with you. Um, that performance against the Bengals uh, CJ Stroud had was unbelievable. It was imp so impressive, everything that he did. Um, g watching that game, like he was just doing everything right. He was protecting the football. He only threw two interceptions this entire year. Um, I think he's doing really well. I mean, it's hard to say anything bad about what CJ Stroud has done so far as a rookie in this league. 
the Cardinals, it's a big test. It's a big litmus test for the Cardinals to see what they're going to be capable of doing um, with Kyler Murray back. Um, I definitely think their odds are better, duh, uh, with Kyler Murray playing football. It would, probably would have been not a great game uh, if we didn't have him, but we do have him, and I think anything is possible when you've got Kyler Murray. Um, it'll be a good test to see where the Cardinals stack up because I think um, the Texans are better than the Falcons for sure. So it'll be um, a good gauge as to where this team stands and um, if the Texans expose any of their weak points and things that still need to be fixed. Um, it'll be good to see. So I'm excited for that game on Sunday. If you need a place to watch that game, you can head on out to the BetMGM Sports book at uh, Glendale right across from the stadium. We will be out there. The PHNX Cardinals guys will be doing their pre, half, and post-game shows from the BetMGM Sports book. We'll be doing some giveaways. There's some good food and drink specials, so come hang out with us there. Um, it'll be a great game. I'm excited to watch it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, Connor, in the comments, I will talk about that in just one second. But before I do, I got to give a shout out to our friends at Gila River because we are super stoked to partner with Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They are Arizona's biggest and best resorts and casinos. And right now, they are doing the $1 million Big Red Showdown at the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Casinos. You can sign up for the Gila River Resorts and Casinos $1 million Big Red Showdown and stay in the game and get rewards. It's super easy. You can play fun, free games online for a chance to win $1 million cash. They do weekly pickums and you can win up to $1,000 in free bonus play every week. They do monthly drawings. The next one is going to be on December 3rd for Cardinals game tickets, memorabilia, and free bonus play prop cards for select football games. You can win up to $1 million in cash, 21 years and over only. All you have to do is visit GilaMillionDollarShowdown.com to get in on the action. For more information on the Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to play at Gila.com. A little bit of breaking news for you live on the podcast. Bradley Beal has now been ruled out for at least three weeks as they continue to evaluate his lower back injury. <sighs> Bummer. Bummer, bummer, bummer. I'm kind of glad that we got a little bit more of a definitive answer and a, a more definitive timeline. It was really, really annoying getting my hopes up before every game, waiting for the injury report to to see if he had been upgraded from um, out to probable or downgraded, upgraded, downgraded. I don't know. Um, so at least we have a little bit more uh, understanding of what's going on and what's being dealt with in a timeline for him. He's going to be reevaluated at three weeks. It doesn't mean he's coming back at three weeks. Um, it's nice to not get my hopes up. And now I know that we have at least three more weeks before we see the big three play together. Obviously, this isn't what you want to hear. It's not ideal. We all know what the season is hinging on. This is the Suns championship window. It's championship or bust. They have gone all in. They have taken their poker chips and they have placed them in the middle of the table. They are all in on this team. They have leveraged their future. They have traded away draft picks. They've traded away important young key pieces. It's not what you want to hear. Um, yes, Ty Johnson, he has been ruled out for three weeks. Um, it's such a bummer. And I understand the disappointment because we are all waiting to see what this big three has to offer. And we have no clue what it is because we haven't seen them play together. And there's a lot. There's a lot hinging on this. And there's a lot hinging on Bradley Beal's shoulders, weighing on Bradley Beal's shoulders. But he will officially be reevaluated after three weeks with his lower back injury. 
I understand the disappointment. I understand the frustration. Um, it would be one thing if, you know, this team was rebuilding, retooling, um, but they're not. They're all in. This is a championship year for this team, and it's scary that we have to wait another three weeks to see if he's going to play, if he's going to be okay, if he's not. Um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of the damaged goods narrative on the internet. Like, we traded for damaged goods. I feel like that's a really unfair and a really harsh narrative. Um, so <laughs> let's not let's not go down that deep, dark, scary path quite yet. It's okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll have to wait three weeks to watch the big three play together. Not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. But thankfully, this is happening now. I would rather this happen earlier rather than later in the season. And we miss Beal for the playoffs or whatever. So... Obviously, we have to get to the playoffs first, but it's early. It's early. It's early. It's early. It's early. I'm going to keep telling myself it's early until I stop panicking. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. That's not how I wanted to add the podcast, Jacob. Give me something good. Tell me something fun, friendly, off the cuff. Go. Ready? Uh, go. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is probably going to be posted early next week, and the Diamondbacks are rumored to have interest. And according to rumors, he prefers the West Coast. Oh, I'll leave it at that. Thank you, Jacob. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, we all know he's not going to the Angels because Shohei is not staying with the Angels. So by golly, by God, the Angels are out of it. Um, so West Coast, you think Mariners? Dodgers. Dodgers. Padres don't have the money. Yeah, People Padres. Saying Padres have an edge. They are literally selling Listen to me. their team right now. The Padres are fire sailing. And did you know that they had to take out a loan to pay their payroll because they didn't have enough money to pay the payroll? So they took Correct. out a loan. You know, I mean, rest in peace to the owner. He's. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's sensitive. part of their situation. Being sensitive. <laughs> Not really, <laughs> but, but the Padres yeah, are the out of the conversation. Are out. So it's you're looking at the Angels are Mariners, out. Dodgers, Giants, Diamondbacks, and the sneaky Diamondbacks. dark horse. Kenny Ken Kendrick, my guy. <laughs> Let's listen. <laughs> I need you to get your checkbook 250 out. Two fifty out the door. That's yeah. what it's gonna oh, be. Oh, easily, easily. Um, I need you to reconcile with the fact that this offseason is going to hurt your bank account a little bit, but I'm going to need you to get your checkbook. I'm going to need you to start writing down some zeros because <laughs> we need to make some moves. And this player is another potential generational player like we've seen in Shohei Otani. So we got to do what we got to do. You would want him here, right? Who, Yamamoto? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's literally one of the most coveted free agent pitchers of all time. All time. time. Yeah, yeah. He's ridiculous. He posted a 1-1-6 in like 170 Sheesh. innings last year. He's stupid. Um, so listen, Mr. Kenny Ken Kendrick, we need to get him here at all costs possible. Especially like, I think the Cubs are what, leading the Shohei sweepstakes right now? The Cubs are in it yeah, for Shohei. I mean, that's what that's what the tabloids want you to think. I think it's really, I think it's really is, tough to tell. Yeah, uh, I think Shohei's going to be picky because he is the same way as um. Oh, what am I trying to say? He he wants a small market team. He picked the Angels for a reason because they're small market. He could have easily gone to the Dodgers or the Yankees, but he didn't want to. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully that mentality hasn't changed. Hopefully he's still pro small market. Um, but I'll be interested to see where that goes. So thank you for that good news, Jacob. That made me feel a lot better. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we get some new Diamondbacks news uh, now that they've released their new uniforms. New uniforms, new players. It's all a part of the plan. Let's go. New uniforms, 
new players next ken kendrick i'm looking at you <laughs> oh gosh guys thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the phoenix sports podcast if you haven't signed up to become a diehard yet what are you doing we are the best arizona sports fandom group of diehard fans on the planet and all you have to do is head on over to gophnx.com and sign up to be a diehard you get a free shirt when you sign up 20 percent off shirts at all times all merchandise 20 percent off events which shout out to everyone who came to our son's takeover by the way that was so much fun i hope you guys had a blast um and exclusive diehard content you get access to our diehards only discord which we're talking in all the time you can come talk to me in our discord um it's gonna be great so sign up to be a diehard right now and we'll see you out at the bet mgm sportsbook on sunday for the cards watch party you guys are all the best ryan daniel connor chris elizabeth charles you are all my absolute favorite humans and everyone else in the sh in the chat thank you so much for tuning in we will not be live next week. Next week is Thanksgiving and I will be home in Colorado visiting my family. So I will not be here next week. I will not be doing a show, but you get two shows, two the week after that, double the Mac. And uh, it's going to be great. So I hope you all have a lovely weekend. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your families and I will see you in two weeks. Bye.